Welcome to the podcast where we track down Australian war veterans, have a chat with them and hear their stories. I'm Alex Lloyd and this is Life on the Line. Survival is the rule of the day. My jaw was broken. I could feel my molars in the centre of my mouth. We're out there to take country. We're out there. At the end of the day, everyone wearing green is a soldier. Getting yourself blown up does some interesting things to you. A place like the Middle East is constantly changing. What we do there is constantly changing. We killed, though. And this, the thing was our own minefield. He hauled me up with a broken whiskey bottle and machete. Welcome to the first bonus episode of Life on the Line. These bonus episodes will be a mix of interviews where we speak with historians, authors, and others that work in the veterans community. For our first ever bonus episode, I spoke with Carly Brand, the Deputy CEO of Soldier On Australia. Enjoy. I'm on Skype today with Carly Brand. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, Carly. Thank you for having me. Carly, you have an extensive business background before joining Soldier On Australia in 2013. What inspired you to work for this particular organisation? Uh, Alex, I consider myself very lucky that my paths crossed with Soldier On. I was in management consulting at KPMG and like working for all those big fours, you often have multiple jobs and I put my hand up to coordinate uh, between Soldier On and KPMG. There are some partners that knew the guys who were first setting up Soldier On when it was just beginning to see how we could help with the strategy. So I put my hand up to help volunteers coordinate that beginning phase um, and then look, calendars aligned, my, my life aligned. I went on maternity leave and in my spare time, I helped out Soldier On and it grew from there. Um, they asked me to come on as the Chief Operations Officer halfway through my maternity leave and then we were lucky enough by the end of that year, we had enough money and I chose not to go back to KPMG. So, yeah, I just think it is lucky timing that uh, everything happened as it did. That's often the way. Yes. And now you're the Deputy Chief Executive Officer. What do your responsibilities entail? Um, so my responsibilities um, uh, internally focused it's looking at the operations side of things, so HRIT, legal, finance, um, the governance side of things. Um, and then externally I work with um, a lot of our external stakeholders, be it large corporates, uh, government, uh, philanthropic donors. Um, I'm often the face of Soldier On externally um, when John, our CEO, is otherwise engaged. And in this case, the voice. Yeah, that's true. Let's talk about Soldier On itself. How did it start? So we've just celebrated our fifth birthday. Uh, John Bale, one of the co-founders, started Soldier On um, as a result of a tragic incident where his best mate from school and RMC was killed in an IED incident in Afghanistan. Um, now, the reason that sparked Soldier On was John wanted to do something in honour of his of his mate, Michael Fossil, um, and so he did a fundraiser. And he wanted that money to go to those that were injured in that same bomb blast. John is or was a military officer and was aware that 
Michael's time, as he eloquently puts it, had passed and there were organisations such as Legacy, etc., that were doing a fabulous job of looking after Michael's family and supporting them through that hideous period. However, there were a number of people in that same bomb blast that had been injured. Um, they'd been evacuated to Germany and they were not in a good space. And one community just didn't know anything about them um, but two there was no organization that was set up with their constitution etc that was able to help those individuals and their family so john thought he'd do a fundraiser he'd give money to that type of a charity and he found out they just weren't there and so soldron started to help the wounded and their family and that's five years ago and we've moved a long way since then but um the spark was absolutely um, John's mate, Michael, and those others that were tragically injured in that incident. So it starts from a very personal, humble beginning, but it's now quite a big charity organisation today. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's a good description. It has grown enormously. Um, I think the reason for the growth is the communities, and I say community meaning a very large group of people, be it defence, be it the families of the defence, be it corporates, be it your next-door neighbour. I, I mean community in that general sense. Um, the message of Soldron has resonated with them and they agree that there is a need to help those people and um, that the cause is true and just and therefore should be backed. And so when we're a new charity... Um, significant people were able to help spread that message and significant donors were able to come on board and go, yes, we really must do something about helping those people. And the fact that there wasn't anyone, any other organisation in that space at that time, there are now, which is great. There are more people being helped. But at that time, there wasn't. And so um, Soldron did grow enormously. Um, we now raise money, raise awareness and deliver services as well. You mentioned the message of Soldier On. What is the message of Soldier On today? So the, the mission and the vision for Soldier On is to have the best reintegrated um, generation of veterans in our history. So it's helping those that have been affected by their service to achieve the life that they want. And this might seem like an obvious question, but why do our veterans and their families need support in simple terms? Yeah, look, uh, yeah, noted, because it, it can get quite complicated. Um, there are a number of a number of issues that individuals face. Um, you know, at the extreme end, it can be the PTSD, it can be the de the depression, the anxiety, the alcoholism, the gambling, um, as a result of being affected by their service. Um, at the other end, there are some that might not tick all those boxes and therefore um, ticking those boxes will equal possible medical discharge and put you in a place where you're getting significant support from the Department of Veterans Affairs, both financial and other. However, there are a number of individuals that their life has been affected, their families have been affected. They may not necessarily be um, in that space where they're getting government assistance, but they still need help. They deserve our help. They've given a lot. We have a lot to gain by helping them, and it is important that society can help them, not with necessarily a handout, but with a hand up to get what they deserve so that they can continue to contribute back to society. I think that's a great distillation of it. Uh not a handout, but a hand up. I think that's brilliant because of 
you know, they've given so much for us, so all we can do is try and give back in a practical, meaningful way, not just a gesture. That's right. That's right. So Soldier On doesn't hand out money. We deliver services. And so our way of contributing to that individual's journey of recovery, and I do see it as a journey because there's not, there's not a definite end um, to someone's recovery should they be have been affected by their service. They can be failing fabulous for a while and then an incident may happen and some, they may not be doing so well for a period. So I do see it as a journey. And so Soldier On believe that we need to be there to help them on that journey. How we help um, is in the transition services. So that's the education and employment for those leaving defence, be it medically discharged or or on your own accord. Um, and then the wraparound services of the psych services, acknowledging that that period when things may not be doing so well for you or your family, um, and social connectedness. Uh, social connectedness is really important. It's trying to create the community that you experienced and supported you within defence. So while within defence, those individuals were, are well supported. Um, they have their mates around them. They have that infrastructure within defence. But when they leave defence, again, on their own accord or because of their medical discharge, that support network disappears. And it's so important um, for their mental health that that is um, replaced in some format. Can we talk a bit more specifically about some of the ways you do provide that support network and some of the programs you guys do. I know you guys do offer exercise and sporting opportunities, family support, learn to weekends. Can we talk about some of the work you guys do there? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so all our programs are, um, well, we, we have a network of centres where these programs are delivered. So we have uh, centres in Sydney, uh, Melbourne, Canberra, Adelaide, Perth and the Gold Coast. Where we can't reach, we um, deliver services um, online via Skype, et cetera, um, and we try and run um, intensive programs to bring people in and that, that's in further development. The types of programs that we're running out of these centres are based on those three pillars that I spoke about, so um, transition and educa transition for education and employment. What that looks like is uh, resumes, uh, identifying what education may be needed to help any gaps in someone's experience, mapping how that can fit with a job, what jobs might be out there, what lines up well with the skill sets, but importantly, connecting in with corporates. So we've got internship programs, um, placing with corporates, providing the feedback to a corporate. We, we encourage corporates to come on board and sign what we call the pledge, which encourages um, organisations to consider the skill set of those that are leaving defence and what they can bring to their organisation. We work with HR to understand what that skill set may look like, but also um, for them to understand that Soldier On is there for support should that individual um, maybe not be doing so well mentally in the months and years to come. And for the individual, it's um, providing them with really valuable insight as to where their skills and experience lay, frank feedback, so that they're, they're getting a, a job that will work for them and 
their considerations. And when it doesn't work, when they have applied for something and it's maybe not they're not successful, providing them that feedback so that they can take those steps to ensure that they're successful next time. So that's the type of thing that's happening with the transition in education. And we're, happy, we're helping a couple of hundred since this program was launched in November across the country. Um, there are more and more corporates that continue to sign on and more individuals that are putting their hand up to get that service. So that's the transition, that education and employment space. Um, that's the key focus with the wraparound of the psych services. So the psych services are individual one-on-one -on -one support um, at no cost to the individual. Um, our clinical psychologists are employed at our centres across the country um, and they're very specialised in helping those affected by their service and their families and they provide that service um, at no cost to the individual. And then that social connectedness, as I mentioned before, the types of um, activities that we do in this space um, is is wide varying. Um, it can be anything from regular coffee catch ups to um, enhance that uh, sense of community to cycling, golf, learn to surf weekend, learn to working weekends that you mentioned. There are things like where we bring groups of families together. They have a weekend on an, uh, doing an activity that encourages them to reconnect as a family group. So learn to um, surf weekends are some that we've been running around the country that are very successful. Um, we also have partnerships with sporting bodies such as Surfing and Cycling Australia, Rowing Australia, etc., where we run programs that enable organisations to bring individuals and uh, the skill sets of those sporting bodies together um, for the benefit of those individuals so that they can access the best that Australia has to offer. You mentioned there the coffee catch-ups and that's one of the things I see Soldier On driving a lot on social media lately. Can you tell me a bit more about them? Yeah, the, um, the coffee catch-ups may seem simple and people might not understand, um, but they really are so important in providing a structure and an opportunity for individuals to get together with like-minded people where they feel comfortable, they don't feel judged, and it provides them with a structure um, where you know maybe their week's not going that well and this is something that they can commit to they feel comfortable, it's in a safe environment that they can go to um, and start to rebuild that community. It is a safe way into trying what Soldier On has to offer um, to get to know our staff and then look, maybe they then decide, you know, maybe they need psych services or yes, they would that Learn to Surf Weekend for their family would be fabulous or yes, there is a fabulous internship program that would they think they would be um, would be uh, suitable for. So it's that safe environment and it's helping them with that community that is so important post their life in defence. That sounds like a great intermediate step because I can only try and imagine how hard it must be after serving in the military and having the pride of wearing your uniform and serving to then have to put your hand up and ask for help. I'm sure that can be very daunting. Exactly. It's a little bit of try before you buy. It's not it's not too onerous. Um, it's not asking somebody to, you know, sign up and do a diploma straight up. It's it's come in and just learn about yourself and what help might be out there. Last year you had a TV commercial out with some statistics I'd like to read back to you. 
For the average man or woman serving 10 years, their family will be without them for five years, miss 14 birthdays, eight anniversaries, and two graduations, and move home four times in 10 years. Those statistics are stunning, first of all. Do you find yourselves helping the families too, not just the veterans themselves? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The partner is key to everything that Soldier On does. Um, Either in their support role of the individual that we refer to them as participants, so that um, that person who was a serving member of defence. Um, if you think about it, uh, if they are medically discharged, they may have been the the key breadwinner, the partner. Look, if I talk very uh, generalist, you know, that was a male person, they were moving around, the female may have decided to have a family um, and so not work for a while. Suddenly their husband is no longer able to work and support the family. And the female who may have decided to take a career break because they're moving, you know, they've got a couple of kids and it's too hard to try and find a job in the new location where they're only going to be there for 18 months. It's, It's easier just to go, look, I'll sit this one out. Suddenly they've had a few years out of the workforce um, and they suddenly need to become the breadwinner. So there's an enormous amount of pressure on that partner um, and so Soldier On's services are absolutely open to that individual either to help themselves or to support um, their family members. So very much so. Children are also very important. Um, they're not the key focus at Soldier On. They're very important in terms of the family weekend as a as a group um, when they're considered as a um, as a co- as a um, a group together, a family unit. We don't. Um, work specifically with children um, for all of our programs. They can access the psych services if it's needed, but our our focus as far as the children are concerned is as a member of the family unit, which is is very important, Um, but they're more a support person rather than the lead for the Soldier On strategy for the services delivered. We've talked about Soldier On helping find post-service employment and resumes and things like that. How widespread is the employment problem for veterans? Are they underemployed or not employed at all? Um, obviously, that's that's varied. Um, I think a, a key value where Soldier On can assist is helping individuals to understand where their skill set was in defence and what that can look like. So, as I said, educating employers on the benefit of those skill sets, but also educating the individual that's leaving what opportunities are out there so that they are finding a job they can be successful at in the short term so that they don't get in there and have to leave a short term afterwards because it's too stressful or you know they've got chronic back pains and they're having to stand up too much. It's trying to help them with that. Otherwise, if they don't get that support, then yes, there is underemployment. Um, there's lack of confidence if you're applying for a whole lot of jobs that aren't successful or you are lucky enough to get your first job, but then it really doesn't work out and then your next job after that is, is even harder to find. So there are those statistics of underemployment um, and uh, lack of employment but it's also employment in areas that are not necessarily suited to their skills and where they're at mentally. The statistic is a few years out of date, so the number will doubtlessly be higher now, but 72,000 Australians at least have served in the Australian Defence Force since 1990, and obviously not every veteran who leaves the service uh, needs a hand uh, of support or anything like that, but with 
such a high number, how can Soldier On even contemplate assisting that many people in need? It must be daunting. Yeah, it is daunting. <laughs> it is daunting. My um, my husband talks about Soldier On as a catastrophic success, and I do think that's probably a little bit apt often. Um, there is an enormous amount of need, and there's only so many so much help out there. The way we tackle it is working with other organisations. So there there are other fabulous organisations out there, Mates for Mates comes to mind, that can help provide those services where we physically aren't. We can't be physically everywhere. We would love to, but we just don't have the money. So it's also um, educating the public generally that Soldier On doesn't have government funding um, and can only provide the services to the level where the funding is. Um, We are absolutely doing our best and pride ourselves on effective and efficient use of funds, but um, sometimes they have to, we have to provide services that enable individuals to also help themselves because we're not going to be able to provide intensive care to absolutely everyone. It's it's taking those steps to provide, for example, that community so that they can also help themselves because no one with a defence background is of the mentality that they want to have to, to need help all the time. They want to be able to be helped, to be able to move on and to help others. So they're the types of strategies that we put into our strategy as a whole as an organisation and to continue to see that that awareness building of the community of, one, the need, but two, um, the need for Soldier On to receive funding and the that funding and effective and efficient use of funds does become that the three areas that Soldier On focuses on. Don't give someone a fish, teach them how to fish. Exactly right. Exactly right. So it's great that you guys team up with other organisations and you do have a great support network out there representing you guys. You have a range of prolific ambassadors, four former prime ministers, former chief of defence Angus Houston, Victoria Cross recipient Keith Payne. How else do you try and reach people and spread the word about what your organisation is doing and what you need funds for? We are very um, grateful and appreciative of our wonderful ambassadors, and they do do they do provide a fabulous job in showing that Soldier On is really there and will be there for the long term to help those individuals and to back Soldier On. Honestly, our our largest area of spreading the word is mum and dad. Community is so important to Soldier On. The Defence Network um, in itself is an enormous community. All of us seem to know somebody who has served or is serving within Defence. So that area um, of community uh, that is open to the message of what Soldier On is doing is very wide. So that's an important starting point for Soldier On and we truly believe that engaging that community at that ground level is where we um, need to continue to focus so that the community understands the continued need to help veterans and their families and continue to support Soldier On. And so I think one of, if I speak frankly from an internal point of view, I think frankly one of the key reasons for Soldier On's success is that um, ability to connect with that community and that is done through channels aimed at that social media. So be it Facebook, be it the website, be it um, Soldier On's um, CEO John Bale being engaging at conferences um, within corporates, uh, talking to government ministers with that education and advocacy space. So the social media 
it would be interesting. I don't think Soldron would have really been able to have succeeded, nor, nor other charities, um, to the extent that it has if the likes of um, social media, Facebook, Twitter, etc., weren't there. It can provide a real, direct, human, transparent engagement with the public and encouraging them to donate. It's a wonderful innovation. That's right, yeah. Now, Carly, one obvious way listeners can help Soldier On is to donate, but what are some other ways people can get involved? Fundraising is absolutely key to Soldier On. Um, and I actually, obviously we have volunteers and that is important. It is, we're always open to volunteers and open to assistance. You know, you'd be surprised how much admin needs to happen and data, et cetera, that needs to take place. That's all so important. Um, so we have those volunteer programs. Employers and em- employees at organisations, I think, if they could encourage their organisations to get on board with Soldier On and and do what we call sign the pledge, so commit to considering veterans that are um, appropriate for roles um, to come on board with that. If you have a look on Soldier On's website, there is more, but essentially put your job opportunities on Soldier On's portal and consider veterans, at least for interview. We're not saying take them uh, at a role that is not appropriate. It's not that is not a good outcome for anyone, but consider them at least at that interview stage. So signing the pledge is an enormous way uh, that continues to spread the word and creates opportunities that allows veterans and their families to achieve that those life goals that they want to and, um, as, as you said, set themselves up for the future so that they can have that future that, that they want um, in a self-fulfilling uh, way. The other thing is I think it's really important for individuals to understand the importance of fundraising. For them, uh, maybe they're veterans and they're affected by the service in terms of them uh, feeling that they they too are contributing and giving back, um, understanding that where their money goes to. And by running uh, fundraising activities, it often is creating that community that we've spoken about that is so important. So if you think about it, you know, if individuals put their put their name down to say, I would love to do the city to surf and I'm going to get my um, friends to sponsor me, or I'm going to run a Bunnings part of the queue and I'm going to apply and I'm going to donate the money to Soldier On. Doing those type of things and engaging your immediate network spreads the word on what Soldier On does and that awareness thing, we've spoken about that community and that social engagement is just key to uh, people understanding what veterans and their families go through and about spreading the word for fundraising so that Soldier On can continue to deliver the services that are needed. So those community-based fundraising activities really are fabulous um, for volunteers and tick a million boxes. And besides fundraising, of course, a direct donation is always welcome. I understand you have a regular giving program of just $5 a week? We do, we do. Um, And um, I come from, just speaking to that from, from the finance point of view, from my perspective, the regular giving campaign is so important. It's it's uh, only a small amount for the individual, uh, but it contributes enormously to the organisation. Not only um, from 
the, the base finance, you know, the money amount, so the $5, but committing to that regular amount allows Soldier On to have more visibility of the regular money that is expected to come in and therefore we can plan for the future and deliver the best services that these individuals do need, uh, that they need and deserve. Without that um, understanding of that regular income that is coming through, bumpy income is really hard to plan and therefore the services can't be delivered that these individuals deserve. So we they deserve to be the best reintegrated generation in our history. And to do that, they deserve the best services that um, we can put forward. And that is, that is key to having a regular income and making sure that that continues into the future so that Soldier On can continue to open more centres, deliver more services and help more individuals and their families. We're the most educated about war, conflict, the effects, the aftermath on the individual than any point in history. So we have a social responsibility to do the most we can for them because of our enlightened knowledge of this. Um, I agree and that's that's a very good point. Um, and I think there are a number of ways we've spoken about that that can happen. It, it, you know, even just if you have a neighbour that you just might not understand, you might begin to uh, educate yourself as to what they may have experienced and um, be an open friend to to those people. You don't know what people what your neighbour is going through, um, and I agree there is an obligation on the community at large, and I really do feel that they are um, they want to they want to help, and they are doing a fabulous job at doing that. Well, Carly, if a neighbour, a family or a veteran is listening and needs help, how can they get in touch with Soldier On? Um, the best way is to come to our website, soldieron.org.au. You'll see the Contact Us page. I encourage them to come to a coffee catch-up. Um, and, and an even first step before that is to sign up for the newsletter. Get the newsletter in your state, see what's happening, start seeing what type of activities are out there um, and come along and uh, meet the team and see how we can help you. But soldieron.org.au is um, a fabulous first step and like us on Facebook and you'll also continue to see that social media information about what has happened and what's coming up. And for both veterans and the general public, I can't recommend enough to keep up to date with what Soldier On is doing or just to support them. Do like them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter. Yeah, thank you. Carly, thank you for all the great work that you're doing and for speaking with me today. No, thank you very much for the opportunity um, and uh, I really appreciate uh, your passion to assist us in spreading the word. Thanks, Carly. That was my conversation with Carly Brand about the important work of Soldier On. Do look them up on Facebook, Twitter and their website and consider donating or getting involved in some way. And if you, a loved one or a friend is in an emergency situation, please don't hesitate. Get help and call Lifeline on 13 11 14 for free telephone crisis support. If you like this episode of Life on the Line, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. We have an interview with an Australian war veteran out every Tuesday. And to celebrate our launch this week, we released two episodes on day one. So do check those out. We will also have bonus episodes like this out most Fridays. So subscribe to get all content. To help other people discover the show, you can spread the word and post about us on your social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Life on the Line Podcast and on Twitter at LOTL Pod. You can email us too at podcast at lifeonthelinepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our website, www.lifeonthelinepodcast.com. 
And if you know a veteran serviceman or servicewoman with a story to tell, please get in touch. We would love to have them on the podcast. Life on the Line is brought to you by Thistle Productions. Artwork by Big Cat Design. Music by Dan Van Werkhoven. Thanks for listening, and lest we forget.